Welcome to the Saints of San Francisco podcast, where we dive into work, faith, and fulfillment. This is a podcast for the modern Christian professional. I'm your host, Isaac Hall. Hey, Saints, welcome back. It's either morning, afternoon, or evening when you're listening to this episode on a beautiful weekend or weekday whenever you guys are listening today i've been trying to have this lady on the podcast for a long time but she was initially very wary of coming on she was pretty shy but she's on when you guys see on instagram that little square or circle on the profile she made the logo she is a graphic designer um, at apple incredibly talented and very talented also at cooking Korean food, so I just want to give a round of applause for today's Saints of San Francisco guest. We have Seabell. <laughs> you want to do a quick intro? Yes. Um, my name is Seabell. Um, I'm actually not from SF. I grew up in LA. Actually born in Korea, raised in LA, and then I moved to SF for my job. Uh, yeah. Wait, why, why did your voice completely change? Well, what is <laughs> going on? <laughs> I'm nervous. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can, you can curse too. It's fine. Okay. Wait, are you going to bleep it out? No, of course not. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the real you. This is supposed to be an authentic oh, podcast. So. Okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. I just I just thought that your voice mm-hmm. had changed specifically for the <laughs> podcast. So, all right, I'll, I'll stop trolling. But anyways, thanks so much for coming on. Mm. Um, I think the initial reason why I wanted to start this podcast mm. was for folks to just come on and say their two cents. Mm. And there's probably a lot of gold nuggets in there mm. that other people can listen to and they can use, you know, I feel just like, like resonate with and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Christians here with good hearts, good character, mm. very intelligent, hardworking. And, you know, I could just hang out with these folks, grab a beer, and then that's it. Or I can memorialize it, put it on a podcast, and have listeners listen to it at scale Mm. and get something good out of it. Mm. And so that's the point of the podcast. So, you know, you are, you have a piece (laughs) of your footprint Mm -hmm. in Saints of San Francisco because you did create the logo. Mm. Um, And good news, Saints, we're actually coming out with a new revamped logo design so see if I want to say anything about it when it's being released or uh, or what's changed you know kind of snippets for our listeners to get a little excited if anything um you guys could um maybe you guys will just catch like teasers on instagram Ooh, yeah let's go i dig that i dig <laughs> that so all right i think the listeners would want to hear a little bit more about your story Sibel. so mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we met at we met in the little breather, remember? Oh my gosh, yeah. And then you came up, we had church, we created a church plant. Mm-hmm. Pastor Mickey and Krista, shout yeah. outs to Mickey and Krista. They're like, we're going to create a new church. We don't know, we don't have a building. So we're going to just borrow this breather. And a breather is an app for you guys to, uh, who don't know what breather is. Uh, you go on, you find rooms and different spots to rent out. For certain periods of time and it's very seamless um, and so we rented out this room on top of a warehouse yeah. off like 6th street was it 7th yeah, street some random building yeah some random spot yeah. in in south market or shoma and then um Sibau, you actually walked in oh my god i think you're in like a full adidas track jacket and like track pants you were very like I, wait i don't have any track suits though I don't know, something like that. You're like matching, uh-huh. and you either had a beanie or a hat, uh-huh. and yet you're like cholo, like ears. Oh my god, my oh my, my hoops. <laughs> you look like one of those like, those like you know like those like, cholitas. You know like those like <laughs> like K Town like nunas. Oh my god. That like, drink like ten bottles of soju every weekend, <laughs> and then you like come on Sunday to mm-hmm. like. Pray for forgiveness to the Lord because of all the Yo. things you did the day before. It's like, 
<laughs> you looked like that. You had this like stern face, and you walked in, and you went all the way to the back and uh-huh. like didn't speak to anyone. Okay. Do you remember that? Okay, I may have looked like you know a cholita, um, but I can promise you, I did not like. I oh no, I I take that back. I I did have my <laughs> my crazy my crazy days and drinking whatever stuff but but at that time when you did see me and you first met me i was i was good <laughs> yeah because i saw you like worshiping and you yeah. did this movement you go like this i know i sway a lot when yeah. i when i do worship i've actually i didn't realize i did that but um a lot of people would like um tell me that i did like comment but not like in a bad way they yeah. just say like oh like you know i just noticed like Apparently, like, the way I sway or whatever, they're just, like, they get, I don't know. Like, oh, I was a huge fan of it, because I think that's <laughs> when I knew that you were legit. Like, you weren't mm-hmm. coming to church just mm-hmm. to pray for your sins for being ratchet the other day. You actually, like, <laughs> Oh, my God! Okay! Like, you actually came out because, mm-hmm. like, your faith was strong and mm-hmm. you took worship seriously. Mm-hmm. And you're able to kind of sit in that moment and like vibe with the music, the people, the environment, and really have this like one-on-one moment with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's it's all history from then till now. But I think like one of the f- first few things I've noticed about you is like one, like how good you are to people that you really care about. Um, like you, you, like I remember during the pandemic, uh, sorry, we're still in the pandemic sort mm-hmm. of, but like during quarantine, a couple of months when we first started, you would like make food mm-hmm. and then like donate, like give it out to people in the community. And like, you know, I remember like when Brian Fang was leading, mm-hmm. shout out to Brian Fang, you mm-hmm. like made sure to like cook him a meal. Mm-hmm. And like then like a you goodbye, always... send off. Exactly. <laughs> and then you cook a bunch of meals for me too. And I come over and you're a great host and you're a great person. I think like. Food is my love language though. Like. It is, yeah, it is, it really and, is. And I will gladly accept it because I'm a fat ass and I love you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just yeah. like, I might get fat from eating so much. But yeah, mm. that's the first thing I noticed. And I think the second thing I noticed is like you put a lot of heart into everything you do mm. and like design as well when you used to. I don't know if you're still doing it. It's like on and off, right? You mm. design for church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I do have the time, because um, well, that's also something that I really appreciate. Just even working with like Mickey, shout out to him, a wonderful pastor. Um, he just like he's just very understanding, you know. Like he understands that like I, you know, also have like a work life too. Yeah. And like me also being freelance as well. Like I honestly can't guarantee or just um. I don't have a predictable schedule, like, mm. if anything. Because um, sometimes it's, like, when it gets busy, it gets busy. Like, it, I just, yeah, I kind of just go through, go down, like, a work, like, tunnel vision type of, um, uh, I guess, like, situation. And, yeah, and all I'm doing is just, like, grinding, like, day in, day out, and even working, like, late nights. And then some days, like, it's just chill all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm, like not doing much (laughs) so yeah but so the times when i do like can kind of i guess like um estimate like oh you know i have time and whatnot like i'll hit up mickey and be like hey like you know can i help out with um church graphics or whatnot and then that's when i'll like put my time into for sure for sure so yeah it's good point that you're making that's also something i wanted to talk about because Mm -hmm. like I think in our current economy and like job market, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of folks that are working in a non-conventional route. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by non-conventional is like long time ago, it was just like, hey, professional white collar job, you get a nine to five or nine to eight or whatever it is, you're a full-time employee. But nowadays, like, well, one, I think the, you know, kind of the, side project or the side hustle mm. kind of economy yeah. is growing yeah for sure and then the freelance economy is kind of growing in terms of like the job market mm. so whether it's for like um, uh, graphic design or for like photography or DJing now mm. you have these 
um, unconventional jobs, which have now become conventional. A lot mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. have these gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so folks are freelancing or they start their own small business yeah. or they're like contractors. And so, you know, I don't, I know a lot of people in that field, mm-hmm. but I never really get to ask like, you know, like how they even got their jobs, mm-hmm. what their contracts are like. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Apple has a lot of full-time employees but you're a freelancer at Apple mm-hmm. in graphic design. So motion graphics, motion graphics, yeah. sorry, <laughs> motion graphics. Everyone. So yeah. How about, okay. yeah, how about we start there? Like, how did you start your journey as a freelancer? You mm-hmm. know, and we'll talk more about like, what's it like? Do you like mm-hmm. it or not? You know, what the difference is between freelancing and, mm-hmm. um, being a full-time employee, mm-hmm. pros and cons, things yeah. of that nature. So yeah, go right ahead. Actually, um, what is it? I guess like to answer a question, like I, I feel like I do have like the perfect uh, experience to kind of like respond to that. Just because um, when I did graduate from high, uh, sorry, college, um, I actually took on a full time, um, and but then the thing is, is like a lot of uh, just like creatives or just motion graphics like animators and designers like in my field like my friends and whatnot like going the freelance route is kind of like the norm oh interesting yeah so Wait, where'd you go for school by the way otis Ooh. yeah was it otis college of art <laughs> college of Design? Art, yeah it's that um school right near like uh lax area is that like the number one program after RISD, or like or do you guys compete or? uh i don't Honestly, I don't know for sure. All I know is that like our rival school is supposed to be our center. Oh, <laughs> yeah. where Jay's from? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but then me, kind of like at that time, especially just like fresh out of college. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like I did have my own insecurities in terms of like whether or not I would like, um, make it in like the freelance world and to me it was just like daunting because a it's like unpredictable just even like just there's no security guaranteed you know what i mean like you're not gonna know um like i guess when like your next set of work or clients will like come in like you just it's just all like (laughs) um how do i say based on the project well it is project based too but also it's like you just don't know like some gigs could last anywhere from a few days to like a week and if you're lucky like a few months but then like just the timing of all that too it's just very like up and down wait so, so does that mean that you don't get paid if there's no work uh, or do you still get paid well that's the thing like if you that's so that's where like your own personal hustle comes in it's like you have to seek out these clients and basically um uh, yeah and then it's like it's it's all on you too like you're the one that's going out there putting yourself out there you're the ceo and, then yeah pretty uh, much what? so what's the whole point of working for apple if they're not giving you the work because isn't that the whole point of like oh no, no no so like the thing is like so apple is like a client of mine you know what i mean so like when i do say yes to their contracts like I guess, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, the contract part, the length of that contract in terms of like how long you're, um, you're going to be working f- with them, that's what varies from uh, like company to company or client to client. So did you have to sign a non-compete kind of? Well, sorry, it's not called a non-compete. Mm-hmm. That's my bad. Um, like, you know, in the contract it says, hey, if you're contracted with Apple, mm-hmm. you can't work yeah yeah so that's the other thing too is like you can't i mean like technically you can't and stuff but yeah but i remember during like my like i guess like epic like hustle times like i took on just everything yeah whatever came my way um just because like you just like i said you just don't know it's not like a stable um nine to five where you're going into work like Monday through Friday, yeah. guaranteed, you know? So for me, as a freelancer, it's like, oh my God, like, you know, this this client says they're only going to book me for one week. And then um, that's just my only guarantee. 
because after that it's kind of it's um that's also where i have to like uh find and set up like another jobs after that if that if that makes sense so so let me get this straight i thought apple was your client no they are so so with apple though it's like a it's like a special uh special situation because with them i'm kind of considered um permalance so even though i'm on a freelance contract i um i'm still working for them like long term if that makes sense but you can get other jobs with other clients not really though you're not because in a way like i so i guess that's kind of like that i i see how that could also be confusing because even though you're freelance for even though you are a freelancer it's kind of like you still act act as if you are a full-time employee there and and that makes sense because it's like apple wouldn't want your talents to be divided amongst other projects as well Mm -hmm. if they're like contracted with you Mm -hmm. so i guess like what i'm trying to ask is like since technically like legally you're like it's binding under the contract Mm -hmm. for you to to only work with apple for this period of time yeah so does that mean that like they 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 pay you hourly, right? But then, like, is it project based for all uh, the projects at Apple, or is it like Apple also has different vendors and different third parties coming in, and mm-hmm. they become your like clients technically oh, under okay. Apple? Does okay, so like, I guess um, maybe that will help clarify. Is like, so before I came to Apple. The places that I used to work at was actually the vendors that, oh, okay. yeah, the vendors that Apple would like just send out all their work to. Oh, I and see. And then those other like little studio or companies, like that's, that's, those are the places that me and my friends would work at. Got but it. now it's like us actually being hired and being in Apple's like creative in-house. You're taking out the middleman. Yeah, basically that's what's happening. Because you guys probably get paid a lot more money. A lot more, yes. But also that's also a smart move on, you know, company itself because now they're not paying like, you know, X amount of, yeah, Yeah. to send out all their, like for like one project to be done at a studio. Um, But now they have like basically like the raw, like creative talent in house, yeah. that they could just directly be like, "Hey, we need we need this and this and this," you know, right, right. like, and here's the deadline. <laughs> like, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So, like you said, it's it's kind of like cutting out the middleman. Yeah, but that's also like, um, what is it? it? There's also like cons to that as well because then when that happens and all the talent gets picked up from those, you know, like vendors yeah. into like their direct, you know, in house. Yeah. Uh, creative team now it's kind of like it's hard for those vendors to find um creatives or talents to do the work that apple is kind of like sending out to do Mm. so that so now like those studios is kind of like they they um i've seen a lot of them just kind of fade away or um those motion graphic studio taking on like other works or just evolving into like other um creative like i guess um opportunities and whatnot yeah so what are like the biggest like pros and cons of being uh, a freelancer i think one of the cons you mentioned was like you don't know when the work's going to come in mm-hmm. but sometimes you have like not a lot to do mm-hmm. so great yeah free time but other times unexpectedly mm-hmm. you have a lot of work coming in mm-hmm. so that's like one con at least with being a permalancer with apple but yeah so the positives yeah so being permalance with apple like that um I guess that would be like ideal situation because as a freelancer, you kind of, you know, have create uh, that freedom to uh, just still be able to like say yes to the contract. Yeah. Because the thing is like we, we get booked by them on a quarterly basis. Yeah. You know, but we're not locked down in like this yearly contract, like um, the way that a regular like full time employee would be or, oh, okay. or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I guess, is it what you were asking, like the cons of? Yeah, pros just, and cons. Oh, pros of and being cons. A freelancer. Um, I guess for me personally, I just love my freedom. <laughs> like to me, that means a lot. <laughs> like, I just I want to be able to have uh, just that control in terms of, like, 
when I want to take on work and also at the same time it's like if I feel like I need a break I just want to be able to say like hey you know what <laughs> like f it like let me go to Hawaii for like the next two weeks Wait. and then come back so what happens when Apple's like hey listen because mm-hmm. they have this like in-house permanent mm-hmm. team now right mm-hmm. so what happens if they say we have a project deadline like very mm-hmm. close to that line and mm-hmm. you guys to work on this oh okay so the line. thing is like we're still bound by the contract that they give us and mm-hmm. that we say yes to because it has a start date and an end date oh. so we're still bound to that but what i'm saying is like after that um time uh-huh. is up like i have that freedom whether or not to say yes again and renew the contract with them or be like hey you know what like let me like um, you know, I'll just have like a talk. I'll just hit on my producer and be like, hey, you know, I want to take like two weeks break, maybe a month break. And like, is that okay? And then I'll come back and work with you guys again. So, and that's, that's the freedom that I'm saying that like you have as a freelancer. Whereas if you were a full time, um, you can't just you go up to them and be like, hey, I feel like taking a month off, yeah. you know? Like that's not really... Um, you can't really do that. So is the contract only binding project by project? or It depends. Because some companies, yeah. they do it project by project. Yeah. Some places, they do it... They'll literally just specify whichever dates that they need you. Uh-huh. And um, some companies, it's like... Uh, what is it? They'll say like, Oh, we need you for like this amount of time. But then... Um, like can you oh but then they'll also be like but we also might need you a little longer than that yeah so like basically it's a how do I say like you still kind of have to make room to um, yeah yeah so man so you said a lot of folks come out of like Otis or Art Center and they end up getting these freelance gigs because you guys get paid a decent amount of money, you have a lot of autonomy and freedom and kind of like flexibility. But Yeah, flexibility, I guess is like a better word to explain. Yeah, yeah. but I remember like we used to talk about, because we're in SF, so people in SF and New York, it's like, mm-hmm. it's about the hustle, yeah. it's about working for the best companies, being yeah. really good at our craft, yeah. and being in an environment where we're with other hardworking people. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was a point in time where you're building out your portfolio Mm-hmm. And you're like, I put in a lot of work, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like freelancing is kind of like that, where it's just like, you have to have something good <laughs> for people to like your stuff and be to like... To keep hiring you exactly. and keep like, yeah. So mm-hmm. like, you know, if there's folks who want to be freelancers mm-hmm. or folks who want to go to Otis or folks who want to go to like motion graphics, mm-hmm. graphic design or design in general yeah. and pick up a freelancing gig, what kind of like advice do you have for them? As mm-hmm. in like, could you... Talk a little bit more about your experience of like how much work it took, mm-hmm. things that you're worried about, mm-hmm. um, and like what you really have to do to like sharpen your axe to get to the point you're at now. Mm. Mm. Let's see. Take your time. <laughs> Are you gonna edit out the? Uh... <laughs> Dude, the parts say, where I pause and have to think. When you say like shit, I'm not definitely not gonna do that. <laughs> okay. Like, none of this is gonna be edited out. It's, oh my god. It just has to be a human, you know. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, hmm. I mean, for the most part, like, if I'm gonna just be real, like, when it comes to freelance, it's honestly your your work just speaks for itself. Um, and that's kind of like what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, Damn, so you're a baller then. Oh my like god. Your work's like, your portfolio's balling. I mean, you no. Just like, I don't even need to talk no, to you. No. <laughs> you're just looking at my portfolio and they're like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> no, okay. Because um, <laughs> uh, the thing is, like when you, uh, just as a freelancer, when you just like hustle and try and, you know, accumulate or like get all these like clients, you know? Yeah. You you're pretty much kind of like doing cold calls, you know? But it's like through emails, you know what I mean? Like you're hitting up companies, you're hitting up producers and just saying like, 
Hey, you know, like my name is blah blah blah. Um, there's like sales here's a yeah. here's a link to my portfolio. If you know, if there's any animation design needs you need, like you know, just like hit me up, etc. That type of stuff. Oh wow! It's literally that's just that's how like I worked, um, and just even like hustled during like this whole time as a freelancer, and um. And especially when you're doing stuff like that too, like when it's over email, like a they don't know what kind of person you are. You know what I mean? Your personality, etc. Whatever. It's just an email. They're just reading something. So all they have to go by is basically your work. So if anything, like that's kind of where you have to just really um, put a lot of your effort in, just making your portfolio look really good and dope. So I know that like people. You kind of have to have like a your creative side of your mm-hmm. side of your brain has to be mm-hmm. robust, as in like a lot of it is like creative work, right? Mm-hmm. You need to keep kind of like the content in your brain and the techniques and stuff flowing, mm-hmm. so you consistently try yeah, out yeah. good product, mm-hmm. relevant product, trendy products, yeah. and put inside your portfolio mm-hmm. and keep iterating to get better. Oh yeah. But like, how do you do that? Is it just like? it just turns up to be a hobby and you keep doing it mm-hmm. or like what I'm trying to get at is like like for me mm-hmm. I'm not super creative mm-hmm. so I need to be given work and then I'll do something really well mm-hmm. and then that gets built out as a portfolio right mm-hmm. so I can then use this work yeah that says hey like I did something here's what I did for this company mm-hmm. and then you kind of stack right yeah but then like, how do you start away from <laughs> the beginning if uh-huh. you're never given work Mm. and it's kind of a catch-22 where it's like i see i don't have a portfolio yeah, and because yeah. i don't have a portfolio i'm not getting work but if or I like you don't work, you also don't have like the like the work experience you mean to yeah like, you don't have the substance and yeah, especially yeah, if you're yeah. not creative yeah. or like even if you have the technical skill mm-hmm. you're not super creative or passionate mm-hmm. whereas just like you're making stuff out of the blue mm-hmm. for your friends and stuff mm-hmm. you might kind of feel stuck Mm-hmm. so what do you do then to kind of like pad your portfolio and to get your creative juices flowing I mean if anything like I'm honestly I'm I'm a believer in um, just putting in the work and like being a hard worker um, so if anything like you just even creatively like um, I guess churning out uh, personal works like daily or um, even you like I don't know just like learning on the side as well because to be honest there's a lot of like th- what I do there's a lot of tutorials and there's a lot of um, just tools and assets available online Yeah, that um, is super helpful and if anything like people can learn this stuff mm-hmm. Um especially like by themselves too like and i've and i say this because i've seen and also met a lot of talented uh co-workers as i worked in like these studios who were also self-taught like they didn't go to school like i did mm. you know if anything like props to them because like they're talented as hell and if anything Damn. like like you know i applaud them for <laughs> just straight up hustling because and putting in the work and all that just effort um in like you know just like self-motivating themselves to get to even like the same level that like someone who graduated from like a four-year college did you know yeah because no like guidance yeah. or, like, infrastructure so that's why i'm saying like it's still possible for someone to learn this on their own and do it and make it and if anything it's like you'll probably end up in a better situation because you're not spending and getting in debt going into these colleges, you know? And yeah. So like, honestly, there's no like right or wrong way in my, in my opinion, the way I see it. Yeah. Like, especially when it comes to just like creative things. Um, And if anything, it's like, you know, if you have a passion for this, if you love like just, you know, creating stuff, like by all means, like do it. Like, um, 
So you're saying if you're not creative, you're screwed. Because they kind of... Oh, like, my God. They, <laughs> they like, put, pick themselves up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. And they have this, like, innate desire to create. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, draw up this canvas, whether it be, like, art or, like, other things, mm-hmm. to naturally add into their portfolio. Mm-hmm. So for them, it was just, like, I don't need school. Mm-hmm. Because what I can do is, like, put my money where my mouth is. Mm-hmm. And I've created all of these things. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, is that something that you can teach someone? Who's doing that? Like, who's kind of, like, doing creative things on their own? Yeah, so, like, yeah. how do you even, like, how does that even originate? Does that just magically happen, like, organically? Or, like, mm. do you get what I'm saying? I, um, I think I kind of do. Um, you could, like, I guess the way I'm interpreting is kind of, like, so, in my opinion, I feel like everyone's creative. You know, they have, like, no, really, I really do genuinely believe that. Like, creative in the sense that you know it's not just like artistically you know what i mean like just anything like people like we're just very creative beings so i i actually do like believe that everyone has like a unique talent or skill that they're good at you know mine's eating (laughs) (laughs) yeah um what is it i don't know so like for me it's uh what i say um i guess like within like i guess so huh how how should i word this i guess in a way it is easier if it's very like you already have like a clear direction yeah if it's if it's you know kind of more obvious in terms of like what you're good at and like um, your talent and skill and all that stuff yeah. because then once you got that down you know I'd say to that person instead of just like putting yourself in like this little bubble it's mm-hmm. like you know just why not like start marketing yourself mm-hmm. marketing like you know like um, your creative like work or talent and whatnot to just try and apply it to like all these other opportunities you know mm-hmm. like just yeah kind of like put yourself out there and then just see like what happens yeah because you will always you will definitely get a response back in terms of like um just the audience or support or just like people who see what you've um done yeah yeah you know with all all that said sibo could we go back to like young young sibo like how do you god like i'm just wondering like what made you want to go to otis first of all and Mm -hmm your experience at Otis, you know, like, it's kind of where did all this stem from for you to go into design, especially motion graphics. You mean, like, why I went into, like, the art direction and whatnot? Yeah, like, like how you got into the art direction, why, um, and then how you ended up at Otis, mm-hmm. and then once you left, how you ended up, like, freelancing mm-hmm. and doing motion graphics in particular. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I guess, for me, like... Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, I okay. So I'm not saying this in a in like a just like a egotistical type of way or whatnot. Yeah. But like, as a kid, like my talent as like artistic talent, it was just very obvious from the very beginning like drawings yeah i was just always good at it from like like baby pencil you know yeah watercolor i was for some reason i just had this like god-given gift like to just draw and um i think that's why it's a little uh it might be just very like i don't know if a lot of people can resonate with what I say and whatnot, or maybe some can, because for me, from the very beginning, I was just one of those lucky people who just had it. So, Jesus in the flesh for art. So, like, it was just, I just remember, like, as young as I, like, even going back to like preschool, I remember um, just people around me always affirming like my talent in drawing wow so i just even as a kid i just knew that was like my thing 
So let's go, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. even with drawing as, at such a young age, mm-hmm. where did that drive or inspiration or mm-hmm. motivation mm-hmm. to draw come from? Were you just like, oh, I'm bored, I'm just going to draw? Mm-hmm. Or was it like maybe a supernatural gifting where mm-hmm. God like drew you to drawing? Or was it like <laughs> you were like anxious and shy mm-hmm. and stressed and you would mm-hmm. kind of like focus that energy mm-hmm. into drawing? What was it? Do you remember? Mm, I think it's like, hmm. Wow, that's such a good question. <laughs> You're really making me think. Okay, hold on. But, um, so for me, uh, I guess like kind of just going back to my like earliest memories of drawing and stuff. Um, it actually was, for me personally, it was very fun for me. And like as a kid, I was also very shy. <laughs> so if anything, I spent a lot of time just drawing for fun Um, yeah just for fun and i didn't even know that i was good at it it wasn't Mm. until like adults and other people were saying like oh like when when i like showed like you know my parents for example um they would just be like you drew that but it was not only my parents either it was just like it was like other people. Dang, do you have it any was, of these drawings? No, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I swear, your parents probably like kept it in like this, like you know, like those oh, plastic yeah. things. Oh yeah, no. Oh my god! Actually, now that you say that, so like, Yo. oh man, no. So it's funny because when I went to um, LA recently to just go back to my um, uh, family's place, like yeah. I in the closet there was just like these stacks of like containers like these plastic containers and i'm yeah. just like it's just like photo albums it's like our baby pictures etc yeah. but also some of it was like my drawings that's so awesome that's cute. Yeah. so i think it's like yeah so ever since then too like i remember um i was also going to like art hagwon i guess hagwon for like tutoring yeah that's like korean for tutoring um I was putting those classes from like a very young age too. Dang. So did and, you blow everyone out of the water there? Um, uh, the kids drawing like fucking stick figures, and then you're just and like, I'm drawing like freaking portraits, like real. You're drawing like the crucifixion of Jesus, <laughs> just, like, everything's down to a T, like the oh, shading yeah. and everything, and then oh, like <laughs> you make everyone seem uh. like they're like three year olds drawing mm. compared to your drawings, but. Yeah. Oh my god, you know, I actually went out, um, I remember also applying to, like, a lot of uh, art uh, contests, too, as a kid. Oh. Yeah. So I remember, like, doing that, too. But, yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of, like, a snippet of, like, what drawing, I guess, was for me and was like for me as a kid. And it's it's just funny, too, because, like, I, ha- I also have two younger sisters, and, um... One of them always like makes fun of me saying like, Omni, you took all the creative genes. It's not <laughs> fair. <laughs> but but I used to actually because I was so good at it. I remember I used to do their book reports too. Wow. <laughs> um and also I did their art homeworks too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's kind of like going off in a tangent. But yeah. uh but yeah uh. But like going back to your uh, question, I guess for me, uh, like I said, it was just very clear. I had a very clear direction in terms of what I was good at. And the reason why I um, like say that is because I, um, me just kind of like being me, I also saw how my sisters, they struggled to find what they were good at. Mm. does that make sense yeah. so um because like in my head i was just kind of like i mean it should be easy mm. like why are you changing majors or like why are you like rethinking like this and that or like this career choice etc mm. and like jumping to this yeah um just because for me i just kind of like um because art was like my thing it was just very clear that i was gonna go to art college and gonna have some kind of career in art yeah whereas for them they're trying to like explore and do all these like different things yeah and yeah i guess in that sense it's like that's what led me to go to otis um which also led me to go into um the major that i did 
which was motion graphics and then from there I yeah I graduated and just like started freelance job so you know like when you're in fifth grade you're like oh I mean at least for me in fifth grade I was like one of the smartest dudes in my class mm-hmm. and in were school, you yeah. I was kidding I was kidding and in middle school <laughs> it was not like that in high school it got harder you, you know oh. what I mean like, oh, yeah, at yeah. each level uh-huh. as the scope mm-hmm. of like how many people there are grows mm. you realize you're not the smartest cookie mm. and then you realize oh there are so many people smarter <laughs> so did you kind of feel that like level of competition as you went to like art college and mm. stuff or were you just like this like prodigy that were, was like really good and then mm. so like you were easily able to like find a job and stuff because you've built those foundations when you're a kid and mm. you're naturally talented where you're like pretty good and set to go as in like yeah. of course you worked your ass off yeah, yeah you had yeah. a lot of like sleepless nights mm-hmm. you put a lot of like heart sweat blood and tears into mm-hmm. your work mm-hmm. but it's like you knew you had it you know what I'm saying compared to like a lot of kids man oh my god I feel like if I answer this the way that I like just be honest just be real yo I'm gonna come off so Jesus is watching and listening so just be real oh my god just be honest no man these your your listeners are just gonna think I'm some like a hole no not at all <laughs> like Dude, if you who have has her like it. shit together or something from like oh my god oh my god you're gonna bleep that out right <laughs> No, I, oh I said God. the F word already too. So Wait, I didn't say F word. I said it. Oh, okay. So, the S word's not as bad as the F word. Okay. Um, I guess. Okay, sorry. Repeat the question one last one more time. Oh yeah, was it like, like, you know, some people it's it gets harder. Mm-hmm. Like when they almost, oh, like when they realize co- the competition, they see that people are better than yeah, them. They get kind of like, ah, oh, got it. Gets it. harder. Uh huh. As your like pool gets bigger. Uh, yeah. So for me personally, it's um, oh, man, dang, this is gonna sound so bad. No, that's fine. Just be real. You just blew everyone out of the water, huh? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you have so many art friends? Yeah, this is a close, tight-knit group of art friends. They're all probably leeching off you, huh? No, 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 like, no. Oh my gosh, she's no. a child prodigy. No, 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 You have to, like, rally behind her. No, 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 no. If anything, um, I guess, like, my friends, though, the, like, my creative friends, like, yo, they're, they're beasts at what they do. And if anything, they're also, like, they're better than me, you know? But I think um, what that helped, like, but the thing is, it's like, I never, how do I explain? I never felt, like, threatened by it. If anything, it made me, like, just even more excited to learn. Mm. And, like, it was just, like, healthy competition, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, At least with, like, my group of friends that I did have um, and that I journeyed with, um, especially during art school and um yeah like we're always just like i remember i always just like uh is it i mean if anything i i feel like i learned the most like just asking my friends who Mm. knew more than me or who were better than me so i don't know does that kind of like answer not really but (laughs) fudge okay maybe i didn't it's like there were people who were more experienced and you know like art it's hard to tell objectively who's better mm-hmm. but i guess for you mm-hmm. you know you had the expertise so you knew that like some folks were really good mm-hmm. um and, and and quote unquote better better than you mm-hmm. but like you were still really good in your own right right As yeah in, like, because i think that's like the thing too when it comes to like creative like the creative field it's like you also have like your own unique like style uh, or like you know what i mean like just like that thing that you're good at yeah so i guess that's what i was just kind of like referring more towards in terms of like when it just came to my own personal style yeah like i had my i knew what my thing was yeah so in that sense it's like i um what is it i guess i thrived in that area Mm. if anything but like if you were to like compare um I feel like it's, it's a little hard to like compare styles if that yeah. makes sense when it yeah. comes to like creative yeah 
because then I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But you were really good in what you did. Yeah, what I did. Yeah. So motion graphics. Uh, what, oh. is, what, what does motion graphics even mean? Like, could you describe, like, give like a one to two minute elevator pitch about what motion graphics oh, is? Oh man, this is so hard. Okay, man. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like, whenever people ask me, like, what do you do? I hate answering that question. Oh, did you? Just, you, don't, you don't have to answer. <laughs> no, no, because like for me, it's like I'm just like oh, I don't know how to explain this in a way where you would understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but for us normal people, I guess understand. I guess the best way to understand uh, to explain it is like, um, you know, when you just see like on TV, like graphics that move. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like commercials, etc., advertisements. Um, it's that stuff that we uh, do. That's what motion graphics is. Oh, that's that's really good. Yeah. Super but motion graphics also lends it, it. There's actually a lot of like, like hubs within that yeah yeah. because yeah. a lot of yeah. my friends do um who do motion graphics they uh it's something that could also be applied to like the movie like mvfx industry as well so um for example like a lot of my friends they you know like in marvel movies like the hud designs and animations you see yeah like you know like the um like the screens yeah, or like yeah. iron man whatever all that stuff yeah they designed and animated all that. Wow. Yeah. So that's freaking Yeah, so people. so that's actually that's that's considered motion graphics too. Yeah, but like yeah. that like movie like theater realm, right? Mm, yeah. That's really cool. So it's a lot that and then also just like whatever you see in like social media too. Like when you see um, you know, those like commercials for like i don't know some apple product or something that's Damn. that's also motion pro- uh motion graphics or when you even go to the store itself and you when you see like um this just on screen like stuff animating and products like that's motion graphics that's what that's wow. what we do yeah. got it got it and then i guess as we come to a close the last question that i have for you yeah. sibel is like you're really good at what you do. You spent a lot of hours on it. Your portfolio is robust. I mean, mm. you're a permanent answer for Apple, so that speaks in and of itself. You're making good money. That's all great. But you also have this concept of, you know, America, and especially our generation, the millennials, mm. have this idea of hustle culture. Mm. One, because it's a necessity for people to work really hard and provide for themselves and for their families. And to kind of extend the American dream of, you know, being able to provide and also go on vacations and buy a nice house and a nice car and eat delicious, expensive foods. So, but for you, it's like, like you have a distinct, like split between work and life, right? It's like Mm. your work doesn't truly define your identity. Yeah. As in like work, you're very good at it and you work very hard and long hours. But it doesn't define you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the case for uh, people our age um, in this generation in America, especially in San Francisco, mm-hmm. people identify themselves by their work because it's what they do all the mm-hmm. time. So could you uh, talk a little bit more about like where your philosophy comes from mm-hmm. and, and why you have this kind of mindset? Mm. Wow. Um... I guess for me, like, yeah, like you said, I've always just kind of kept work and personal life separate. So in a way, like those close to me, they they know, like when I'm in work, like beast mode, like it's like completely different persona than like the Seville I am um, when I'm just like, you know comes to personal life and just having fun and whatnot yeah um but yeah i think for me um just that kind of it mainly came from i guess just me uh just knowing my just who i am as um, a daughter of God first mm. and foremost if anything um, because 
I think it's just like, especially, um, just like in this day and age, is it's just easy for us to kind of get our worth and value from like these very temporary things. Like you kind of think like, oh, um, if I work for like this company with this name, you know, it's it's almost like you're putting like these like self, what is it, like? It's <laughs> so bad. But you know what I mean? Like these, like these little, like um, I don't know, like self-validation, or just like you kind of do it to make yourself look good or build yourself up, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, it's like a, um, it's like a house of cards, you know? Yeah. It it's, I don't. It it just, um, it's just very prone to like coming apart and just falling, um. Because there's just no substance behind it mm. when you're basically like uh, your sole motivation is coming from like building yourself um, with like these worldly things. So I think like, yeah, if anything, um, I think that just simply that mindset of just like me knowing who I am and my identity in Christ first mm. and just having confidence in that um, yeah I mean that's I know that sounds like a little vague and whatnot. no but no that, that resonates yeah I but yeah but that's just what helps me like just kind of put things in perspective and also just keep me grounded mm. um, but yeah I think <laughs> yeah I, I, I remember there's this guy named uh, Incorius Inky Johnson and mm. he used to be a football yeah, player yeah, yeah. for the University of Tennessee yeah. and he's a believer too mm-hmm. and I think what you're saying resonates with me because he had this one line where it's like uh, a measure of a man mm-hmm. you can determine a measure of a man when you see what he's got left mm-hmm. after you strip away oh, yeah. all things of monetary value mm-hmm. Right? So what he's saying is like, take away all the labels. Oh, yeah. Take away all the assets. What really matters is the substance within yourself. It's like your like, character. Yeah, it's your character. Yeah. yeah. Your, so your that's what... Your personality, yeah. your mindset. Yeah. How you treat other people, intangibles, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, sounds cheesy and it sounds old-fashioned, but at the end of the day, it's true. It's mm-hmm. just like, who are you when you strip away all of these labels? Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's first and foremost so important mm-hmm. right because you there's a lot of things that you can't buy with hard work and money oh yeah right? um yeah so I for sure I, I thought about that when you're talking about being grounded in the lord of yeah. like yeah substance you know like work is good mm-hmm. and of course if you're good at your job it says a lot of good things about you you know mm-hmm. you're talented you have good work ethic. Mm-hmm. You probably bring your A game to work. You're disciplined. You're not mm-hmm. lazy. But at the same time, it is like a house of cards. You mm-hmm. can lose your job at a whim. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, like there's so many things out of your control where you, if you attach mm-hmm. your self worth and identity mm-hmm. to what you're doing, mm-hmm. not to who you are and what you're actually created to be yeah. as a son and daughter of mm-hmm. God, then you're headed for a really bad trajectory so oh for sure because always like when you do go down that route too it's like this thing of where it's just never enough you know yeah and i'm pretty sure a lot of people can also um relate to that um i know tons of friends kind of in that mode right now oh yeah yeah, yeah. but i think that's what i'm saying is like you could chase after all these things you could chase after all these like you know i don't know big corporate like but you know what i mean like and um but yeah at the end of the day i think like um i guess my thing is just more of like who cares about that stuff because you know like you said if you take that all the way it's like who are you you know like um and yeah, I do believe like it is your character and it's like your heart that um, will sustain you at the end of the day. And I'm not going to lie, like honestly, like even with me um, placing just like, 
you know, my identity and just like who I am in Christ, like yeah. first, yeah, like that shaping my character and also like basically, um, uh, what is it? Like just the way I am even at work too, mm. like being, um, what is it? Like fudge, huh? I'm gonna like. <laughs> being yourself <laughs> well being myself too but like um just modeling after like characteristics of jesus you know what i mean yeah like just humbleness yeah. at work um also just showing like even grace at work too and um like those moments like it goes a long way and it yeah. does get noticed that's yeah. the thing too it gets noticed by other people your co-workers your directors and i think that was the thing that like um just was like i guess like uh made even me like kind of like oh what the because like sometimes they would just randomly like come up to me and be like hey like i noticed that like you know it, today was like a stressful day we dealt with like whatever stressful clients but like um, the way you handled it was mm. just so like with grace mm. and then I was just like oh <laughs> like I didn't think it was a big deal yeah. but I think those were like you know just little moments like that was just kind of like what made me you know just have a lot of like gratefulness too in terms of like what I was grounded in like yeah. what grounded me yeah. because I was like wow God like thank you like mm. you know for yeah just me even being able to model after your love and being mm. able to apply like that love to people you know at work you know yeah that's so good so, that's so good yeah i don't know if, i hope that makes sense <laughs> yeah it makes it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. and then you know i try to do that at work and it's mm-hmm. you can't force it it just is mm-hmm. and you just bring a little bit of the father's heart yeah in your workplace yeah. And since it's such a spiritual, supernatural thing that mm-hmm. doesn't come from us, honestly, it comes mm-hmm. from yeah. the one, right? Mm-hmm. The one who laid it all on the cross for us. Mm-hmm. And when they see it, it's kind of like different. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you if the client does X, most people react like Y, mm-hmm. but you reacted like Z instead. Yeah. You know, it's like, like you acted with like a lot of patience or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. so, I mean, it's just definitely gifting, but I think that all comes from, like you said, like gratitude mm-hmm. for us to be like washed of our sins, to have this opportunity mm-hmm. to even have stresses with clients and oh, yeah. having that kind of perspective mm-hmm. and, and bringing that level of empathy and gratitude to work. Oh yeah. Kind of like changes up the game for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, that in and of itself rewards us mm-hmm. because people notice, for example, for you, like you're able to like grind through it and keep mm-hmm. a smile on your face and you yeah. became a lighthouse, a beacon for everyone else, mm-hmm. which means that like people love you. You're probably going to get promotions. You're probably going to get more work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's a beautiful, <laughs> sustainable process. Mm-hmm. And you just keep building on it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's kind of like, you know, like Isaac in the Bible like a lot of crappy things happened to him but mm-hmm. he chose to have faith in the lord mm-hmm. and it said whatever wherever he dug holes mm-hmm. in the desert these oases these oases would pop up yeah. and wherever he dug water would come yeah. out and flow from desolate arid places and i think that's what we're called to do in the mm-hmm. workplace oh for sure um and, and it's it's a beautiful thing but mm-hmm. glad you have the perspective mm-hmm. and uh Glad you spent some time with our listeners on the Saints of San Francisco podcast. Yeah. Any last minute things to say before we call this day <laughs> and we uh, uh, log off? I guess last thing I want to say is like, maybe I want to like challenge your listeners. Because like a lot of people think, you know, because um, since like, you know, work, like it takes up a lot of our time. Yeah. You know what I mean, but I actually do believe that work can also be a place of ministry you know it's like with our father's heart um with our father's eyes 
can you also apply that to the workplace? Let's go Mark Comer's hey, Garden City. You know, <laughs> you know, like, can you, you know, notice like the ones that are unseen at work too? Mm. You know, can you approach that? I don't know, maybe that coworker who just like, I don't know, just doesn't, is like maybe like quiet and always just by themselves, you know, like. Or even just having the faith to even share your faith at work, you know, your story at work. Yeah. Let's go. Call to action <laughs> for you saints out there. Mm-hmm. And if you're agnostic or atheist and listening to this podcast, listeners, that's still a call to action for you to bring some grace <laughs> and empathy and value into your work. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think that's so good to challenge our listeners as an Enneagram type eight. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> the, the top two models that I usually most of the times live by is one, leave a place better mm-hmm. than you found it. Oh yeah. And then two is just like be the person that you needed when you were younger. Mm-hmm. So kind of filling up that role. And I think that, you know, we're called to do that Christian or not listeners. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but especially for those Christians, yeah. hopefully we can, we will call it Seabell's Challenge or yeah, Seabell's <laughs> Challenge or Christabel's Challenge. Yeah, double C's. So listeners, if you're tuning in, and I'm sure you are, even those of you that's listening in from Belgium and the UK and across hey, the Atlantic woo. and the Pacific, thanks for your support. Mm. But for all y'all, when you guys go into work, um, yeah, let's see if we can bring a piece of the Lord's light and the Father's heart into the workplace to look out for those who are unseen, for those who need help, for those who need grace and compassion and empathy on top of the excellence and work ethic that we should always bring in. So Mm -hmm. with that, thank you so much, Sibel, for coming (laughs) on to this uh, episode. Yeah. Um, And thanks for having me. (laughs) Anytime. You have to come back on. Oh my God. All right. Peace out, saints. Catch you next week. Hey, saints. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be releasing episodes on the first three Saturdays of every month. See you soon.